Hi. <laughs> uh, so, how are you doing? Uh, you know, great. We've had a couple of DMs, but um, oh, just last, fantastic. Last I saw you was on election night. Uh, you were quite near fetal, and um, <laughs> were telling me that you could not come back on the broadcast and and needed to be done. Yep. I think we should just record right now. I just think we should do all of this. Yeah. No. Like agreed. this. Yep. Totally. Because. <laughs> just because. Like, yeah. Agreed. This is it. Right. This is the podcast. Welcome to Says Who, the coping strategy that is actually a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. And I'm Maureen Johnson. Also, if I start laughing at any point during this, um, I'm not. It's not a funny haha laugh. Uh <laughs> Yeah. I it's a nervous kind of you know, it's just like emotions are just randomly happening yeah. and cycling. So, yeah. you know. Um but hello everyone. Um when we last saw or spoke to you, we were doing a live feed of the election night and um we had originally kind of intended it to be a kind of nice wrap-up of the whole project. Celebration. Yeah. Fun with people that cared. Talking about how we made the podcast and just what was going on and stuff we'd learned from the various people we talked to, etc. Yep. That's what we thought. I was telling someone today that uh, we had uh, shown up to live stream a celebration and uh, uh, realized in real time... That we were live streaming a, a wake. Yeah. And a wake, uh, just an event we were entirely unprepared for. And um, uh, my memory of it is a little hazy, actually. Um, you know, we sat down to do it, and I sort of thought it was going to be done kind of early and that we would be kind of talking about things that had already happened. and. Yep. Then, I, yeah. No, go on. It, no, when um, I mean, I remember I I I I'm, I'm looking at it right now because I have not yet struck my workbench from live stream mode. I have on the wall in front of me uh, a printout of when the various uh, various states closed, and uh, because everything is in Eastern time, I have crossed out the Eastern time and written the Central time zones, and we were starting at 7 Central. And I remember thinking, wow, we might be starting our live stream with this election finished. That would be weird, but that would be fun, because that would clearly mean it was finished and Clinton had, 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 had done it. Yep. <sighs> but then we started... And I did it in my office uh, where I have a small television, and I turned it on, and I had it on mute in the background. And while we were talking, I kept kind of looking over at it, and through the, like, 8 to 9 o'clock hour, you know, I had prepared myself in advance um, because usually on election night there are some ups, some downs that depend on what time various states report and polls close and things are counted. And so there's always these weird variations. And I was like, well, when you see the variations, don't freak out. Just ride through them. And at first I was kind of joking, like, oh, I'm kind. And then I was like, that's, you know, I don't, I guess it was around nine that I was looking over and I'm like, those percentages are too high. Yeah. Like those, and the reporting numbers were too high and, then I was just, and I was like, okay, that's just, uh, all right, you know, don't freak out. No, don't, as they say, don't wet the bed, just hang on. And then at 9.30, and I'm like, those numbers are yeah. not, these numbers are confusing. And then, I don't know, I guess it was around 9.45 or so that I actually clocked what was happening. And as for me, I, I um, it felt a little bit like, um, I was in a car accident once. I don't know if you've ever been in a car accident. I was in a pretty bad one. And once they got me out, uh, I remember that everything got really slow and I got super tired and that's going into shock. And yeah. that's a little bit what was started to happen to me. Yeah. I started to just really slow down. 
Yeah. And I became sort of, I was like, I'm a little afraid I'm going to throw up, so I should probably get off. And also, I'm just really tired. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really know what's happening, so I'm just going to go. It was like I just kind of floated away. Um, that's how I remember it. Yeah, that sounds right. And you, and you continued very bravely. I continued a little bit, and the thing, the thing that was hard. I mean, if you remember, I was attempting to be a voice of of reason in the night, and just kept saying, you know, nothing's in yet, nothing's in yet. You know, this is the the map, the map that we looked at, at really for almost the entire duration of the of the podcast was was nothing but states that were going to go easy. And I think for me, the moment the moment that it began to sink in for me was less about percentages and more realizing that the map was not changing, right? Like that, mm-hmm. that it was taking too long, that it was, that, that this was a much closer race than we thought, right? And, and in fact, we're still, they're still counting votes. You know, like it's it's a very close race, but, you know, but Jesus Christ, but Trump, you know, he's even though they're still counting votes, they're not counting an outcome. You know, the outcome is is what it was. And it all I mean, we I signed off the feed. I don't know what, like probably 20 minutes after you left, 15 minutes Mm -hmm. after you left. And um, and it all just started to. Everything started getting called almost immediately thereafter. To me, yeah, the, I actually, yeah. I I turned off the television and I I went outside for some air and then I, I just I was super sleepy and I just said, uh, I think my system crashed, like I overloaded, and I said I'm just I'm going to go to bed now. Um, please don't wake me up to tell me anything. <laughs> like. Don't don't update me. I I don't. You don't need to tell me, um, because I knew already. But I yeah. also just wanted to sleep one more time without it being true. Yeah, I was like, I I'll just want to sleep now, and then I know what I'm going to wake up to. But I can go to sleep with the possibility that the outcome will be different. Yeah. No. I and then, s- I, then I just kind of passed out. I stayed up. And until, until they almost, until it got to the point that he was heading to the Hilton to give his speech. And then I realized I didn't, like, I, I didn't, I couldn't do that. And so I just shut off my phone at that point. I was already in bed and my wife and the little baby were sleeping and, uh, and just, yeah, just shut it down. And yeah. How was your yesterday? Uh, I'm still kind of in the same place a little bit. I'm more awake, but I'm just sort of still, um, it all feels a little bit unreal. And I've avoided, uh, I mean, part of the reason we wanted to record this today was not to bum everybody out, uh, (laughs) but just to kind of actually record our, our thoughts like we couldn't, I, uh, like we were in no condition to do it yesterday, either one of us, no. and we're just about in condition to do this today. Uh, it's questionable, but yeah, we I just think, sort of wanted I think to get. Anyone it. listening knows the actual answer to that assessment, which is probably no, no. But um, but you know, at the same time, it's yeah, it's I, I think that for a thing that we did. And build as a coping strategy, which it really was. I, I was just telling someone today how important a part of the last eight weeks of my life it played in terms of helping me kind of cope and, and stay sane, both in terms of the, the guests, but also in terms of the, the the actions and the work of doing it. But, you know, if this is a real coping strategy, then this is also a part of it, right? The part that is not funny skits and and interesting people but just but just two people talking about just hurt <laughs> also also um i and not to the at the i'm going to say this 
with a certain amount of risk. But I, I'm, I live in New York. I was here on 9-11. So I, I went through that. And when that happened, and I had someone very close to me in, the bu- in one of the, I thought was in one of the buildings that had been attacked. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, it was, that event did a couple of things to me. One was that it really deepened my resolve to stay. I would not leave New York for any for any reason. Like I, cl- I was like, no, like you will never get me out now. Like I, I am just, I will cling to this, and it made everything very, very clear. Um, and one of the things I'm feeling is clarity today. Wow. Yeah. I am, no, I know. Th- I am not. So that's awesome. But no, I, I, it's a clarity that says. You know, a terrible thing has happened, and it cleans up a lot of the bullshit in my mind. And all those other times I was able to sort of make excuses for why I didn't volunteer more or do this. I try my best, but I was like, "Eh, sometimes I didn't, you know, I could have done more. And now I'm like, oh, it's all very clear to me now. Like, it's it's the kind of—it's knocked the cobwebs away, and it's it's opened the windows. And I'm like, okay— Clear enough. Like, there's stuff to be done. Right. And so it's a kind of terrible, but it has that way of burning everything down so you can see. Like, I'm like, okay, I get how it is. You know, first thing I did this morning was gave money to the ACLU. Um, And I'm going to – and I guess part of the reason I wanted to talk to you is like what – we're not sure what to do with this. Yeah. Like, we I don't mean, know. No, we don't. And I think that, you know, one of the things that we, I was, so, prior to talking to you, I had um, previously scheduled a, uh, a a lunch with college students at, at Northwestern University here. And, um, it, like, I had scheduled this back in September, you know, and... Um, as that was hard to sit with for 90 minutes with college students, not just college students, but journalism students. Um, and uh, 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 A, not cry. I, I did not cry until I got into my car afterwards. Um, That's very good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the other thing was try to try to be hopeful, you know. Um, but one thing, sorry, that, that was a bit of a tangent. No. Um, one thing I talked about was how how kind of seat of our pants the last bit of this podcast has been. You know, um, we both have um, pretty pretty demanding lives with a lot of of things, and and I think for both of us, actually, a lot of big things, um, books or or. Uh, other other work related things uh all coming together really in the last same weeks as the election and and so um I know for me it felt like there were various things that I kind of put on hold so I could do the podcast and then it was like well the podcast will be done and then I can pick back up on those things um and you know we didn't decide officially to do a live broadcast until the moment we sat down to record the final official episode of the podcast. Um, And we didn't know quite how we were going to pull that off technically until, I mean, I, I made, I made a few technical decisions, maybe 48 hours before the election, but I actually did not have a full technical solution until um, half an hour before Dixville notch in New Hampshire voted. Um, and we did, you know, we sort of at the same time that we decided let's do a live thing, we said, okay, and we'll we'll definitely do a wrap up episode, and then you know, and then we don't know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll close it up. Um, it feels different, you know, um, than than what it probably would have been had had Hillary Clinton won, uh, because a we probably wouldn't be doing a live raw tape of us stammering 
that would probably be one thing we wouldn't be doing. Uh, but also, I think there would be a little more clarity on what an end to this project looks like, you know? Yeah, it was supposed to be, we, we, we saw it as, you know, the election itself was just this terrible, terrible grind on everyone and um, that we would kind of record it and talk about what it all meant and then it would conclude and we would all go, ta-da! And, and uh, turns out, twist! Uh, <laughs> there was a twist. Um, and it hit us smack in the face. Like, uh, I have, I'm laughing again, Dan. It's I'm thinking okay. about... I think about writing the opening to episode eight as a <laughs> there's a weird monster on the plane yeah. and uh, uh, there were the plane kind of trying to land it. And I was like, isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, the plane actually crashed. I was thinking and I actually pulled up the email prior to us recording. Oh, shit. And then apparently I closed it again. Uh, this is me. I'm doing well. Oh, this uh, is us all day. Like, we, we were getting ready to record this even. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. And Dan's like, are you recording? I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't even hadn't uh, even opened okay. up anything to record uh, with. Subject line. This is from October 13th. Uh, subject line, final ghost scenario thought. Um, and it's from me to you. So I was thinking about the opening for the final debate episode. What if it starts just in silence or we are breathing and you're like, uh, shouldn't we start? And I'm like... No, because when it, when we start, there will be visited by another ghost. And then what if there's a sound of a huge crash and we're falling and then we're in hell? <laughs> Except hell looks exactly like where we just were. And then we meet our final ghost or demon or whatever it is. And then I say, maybe that's too dark. <laughs> and we did not... Yeah, I we did not go with that scenario, though we did kind of go with that opening and, um, like, the opening I, yeah. of In Silence. Yeah, I was like, that's a little dark. Yeah, and I now, like, I that is how I feel, right? Like, it does feel like, oh, Jesus, wait, oh, we're in hell, except hell is this place that we're in already, you know? Like, that was definitely too dark, but that is... That is my head now, for sure. Well, that's that's going to be nice for everyone. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to yeah. Says Who. Um, no. no uh, okay, but listen, everybody's really sad. And um, I'm a couple trying to think about how to cope. Um, tell you one thing I did yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't watched the news at all. And I have not read not one, not one single piece on wow. an, any analysis that – nothing, not one. I The only thing I did at all was listen to the Keeping It 1600 wrap-up, which I really like Keeping It 1600. And I would say listen to that post-election analysis. They do a lot of really um, smart stuff in there. I think that is is really, really good and interesting. And those guys are great. Um, I watched some comedy. Like, I, I have some go-to stuff mm -hmm. that I use for, like, when I just, I mean, I, for example, I really love Arrested Development, and I watch it. I just kind of put it on. Yeah, yeah. And it just kind of keeps me company. And so I did that. Uh, I didn't get a lot of work done. I just tried to get various, you know, stuff done. I was like, just keep busy. Like, I can read all that stuff later. And that's my plan. But then today I woke up and I was like, oh, by the way, we're not bleeping this out. So I just yeah, apologize no. in advance. Like, <laughs> no we're not editing. We're no editing. This, nothing. You're hearing uh, uh, us without any manipulation at all. But I was like, fuck it. You know, like, I am unapologetic in anyone I talk to, you know, f Facebook stuff about people being, you know, let's all be, you know, accept it. I'm like, nope. No. Oh, hell no. Like, I, I don't apologize. If anything, my eyes are opened. I feel a certain amount of clarity, donating money. And it's like, I feel like this is a an origin story of like a, you know, a superhero origin story for all of us. Like, I felt like I got hit by a bolt of electricity. 
Um, and I'm like, okay, I am new me. Like this is, I think this is actually that big of an event, certainly in my life, that I'm, I'm pretty much convinced that it will change how I am and what I do. That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah, so I, uh, my yesterday, uh, so uh, I've mentioned them on this podcast in many ways. And in fact, on election night, we were joined uh, by my by my older son, who is 11. I have an 11-year-old and I have a baby. And so um, one of the things that is very challenging about being a parent in in this kind of situation is uh, for your older child, you are trying to be brave, um, project a level of braveness at least, and trying to be reassuring even though you feel none of those things. And for your younger child, I have an 11-year-old and I have a one-year-old because um, I, I my wife and I rarely do things the easy way, I guess. Uh, yeah, I know. When you told me, you're like, I'm about to have a baby. Yeah. I'm like, You're like, what? Oh, you already did that, man. <laughs> um, and so when you have a tiny baby and you're in a situation like this, all you want to do is lay in a fetal position on the floor and cry. And um, you have this tiny human that doesn't understand anything that has happened and needs pretty much your constant attention. So... Um, yesterday was really hard. Um, we were, my, my wife Janice and I kind of took turns being the brave one and then running into the other room and crying and, and things like that. Um, and then there was a moment where me and my wife and, and my older son all kind of came to the same realization, which was we really wanted to go to the library, right? And, um... So, um, so one of one of the lies of this podcast, I, every, the end of every podcast, I say a lie. I say from my basement in Chicago. I mean that in the small C sense. I don't actually live in Chicago. I live uh, the first town north of Chicago. Um, but it, as as Chicagoans, we um, we often just simply say this is where we're from because it influences everything we do. But. Um, so uh, the the library we go to is uh, the Skokie Public Library, which is in Skokie, Illinois, which is a, an incredibly diverse community. Um, ironically, made famous by a movie I believe in the 1970s or 80s about a Ku Klux Klan rally that attempted to uh, be held in the middle of downtown. It is a, a heavily Jewish immigrant uh, population originally, but now is, 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 is immigrants from literally all over the world. And the library is one of the most, one of the most incredible places I ever go to because there is literally every type of person there and they couldn't be more welcoming to all of them. They have courses and programs and books and and materials available in every language under the sun and they uh help people with their ins paperwork and they help people with their taxes and they help people learn computers and job skills and and all of us just kind of wanted to be there like we didn't i'm gonna lose it on this podcast um we didn't we, we were done being alone, right? And we just wanted to be around people and, and not just people, but like this idyllic version of every person. And it didn't disappoint, you know? I mean, we, we went there and it was, you could just tell other people were there for that same reason, right? Uh, and just done being at home and done feeling sad and 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 wanted to be at this place that is is what still welcoming to everyone and still has services for everyone and 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 it really helped a lot actually like i got home and i was like okay right this is this is the person i am right and this is the stuff that i've done for my entire life you know for my my entire adult life all i've done is build things you know small things and big things and, and every size in between. And that, that that's how I attack every problem is to build. And so that, you know, even though I definitely still feel shattered 
like I know that the only way I'm moving forward is 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 by building. Well, yeah, give me a second. You should just you should get some water. I already drank all my water <laughs> and some pie. Oh, uh, so can I tell you the set? We still have a lot of pie from okay, election night, and um, one of the sad. There were two incredibly sad moments in election night. Uh, post post recording, uh, one of them was cleaning up and realizing I never finished that last slice of pie because I just started feeling too ill and. The really sad part about it is it, it still kind of makes me feel ill thinking about that pie because I really love that pie. Um, but the other part was my son, who again was running our running our election map. He looked at me. At this point, I think um, I think Pennsylvania and Florida had both come in. Maybe not Pennsylvania, Ohio. Two of the big swing states had just come in, and he looked at me and he said, "The Hall of Presidents." at Disney is going to be ruined forever. And like my son, it's funny cause like he's probably going to listen to this, but um, like he's a really wonderful kid and uh, is sophisticated in some ways and just a kid in others. And one of the just a kid ways is like, he fell in love with Disney world last year and it like filled a little Disney shaped hole in his heart that uh, none of us knew were there. And he just, he loves it and, you know, loves it with the passion of a of a child. And that was his immediate thought was like this place, this weird thing in Disney World with robotic presidents. Every, I, every time you go now, you got to see that motherfucker well, there. We we mentioned it. We've now, you know, we have all we have to mention Disney World in our thought. <laughs> it was not something I didn't realize. I... I I'm going to tell a very different sort of story. I grew up uh, with it. Let's just put it mildly. I was very protected. My mother is a nurse, and she is, to put it mildly, obsessed with safety. Like, everything in our... we I was the kid that was constantly prepared for disaster. You know, it was always like, it's going to snow. It's going to rain. It's going to flood. And we did. Our house did flood, actually, a number of times. But, like, my mother was the go-to person. Uh, if someone got sick, had a heart attack, had a stroke, hit by a car, my mother was the nurse, and she picked up her stuff and ran and frequently took me with her. And so I grew up not being able to do any. Also, I went to school. I'm a non-Catholic that went to school inside of a Catholic convent. So I was very sheltered and very annoyed by it. And always, but always ready for disaster. So in many ways, Dan, this is when I shine. Like, <laughs> I, when, when the shit comes, when the monster arrives, I'm like, motherfucker, I am ready. Like, this is, I have been told that it was coming and I am ready. And I am also the person that, um, for example, we, we play a lot of board games, and we played a zombie game, and my partner, who's kind of a, he's a game, he makes games for a living, makes video games, and he was very normally playing the game, and all of these zombies were in one of the buildings, and I had, like, one chainsaw, and there was, like, 50 zombies in this building, and I was like, I'm going in, and he's like, what are you doing? Like, you only, it's only, you're only, you're alone, and you only have that, t-. and I was like, motherfucker, I'm going in, and I just, like, wow, I went in there with my chainsaw, and I was pretty much instantly killed but i was like ah like i just uh it plays out in life uh, for example when i was in college the clan marched um down the main street of our uh where were the there's a main street that runs through campus and they got permission to to march and there were a lot of them i thought and uh first of all the state had to send out buses and buses of riot police so there were riot police Every, I don't know, 20 feet or so, all down our little main street. Then they put up, like, this plasticky riot fencing just so these, you know, three dozen assholes could walk down the street. And what was great was that most people didn't turn out. And I was with a student organization that debated whether or not we should turn up. And in the end, we just decided to go out and have a look. And there was almost almost no one out to see these dumb fucks. Yeah. And I went out, and there was this woman— 
this um this woman was black and she had her child with her little little kid maybe four and we sat with her and she said i wanted him to see this like i wanted him to mm. know and we stayed with them for a while and then i was like oh fuck these guys and then i had no plan and i jumped over this fence and i i was like i'm going to jump in front of the clan and the the police pulled me back and they're like just don't do this like we don't want to arrest you <laughs> like, <laughs> And I was like, fuck the clan. And they're like, yeah, we know. But, like, we really don't want to arrest you. And I was like, ah! And then I, I just kind of jumped back. And my f- friend, who was in, also in this organization, we were like, oh, fuck these guys. And so they also had a bunch of skinheads with them. And the skinheads all followed them along. And they kind of did a – they ended their little parade in the Roy Rogers parking lot. And we're like – and it was cold. It was deep in the winter. And we're like, we're going to – and we chased them, two of us chased all of these skinheads into the parking lot, and we just didn't know what else to do with ourselves, so we just started throwing ice balls at them. <laughs> and then they started chasing us, and again, we had no plan to end. And we just started running pell-mell back to our building, and, like, we got back just in time, and we, like, slammed the door. Um, but this is just an example of my not having a plan in the past. <laughs> but... Uh, I feel exactly the same. Fuck those guys. Um, I am now not as stupid as stupid, and I'm better organized, and I feel electrified and ready to take on all comers and make no apologies forever. It's sort of how I feel. Uh, and I listened to a bunch of Pussy Riot yesterday, including a song I highly recommend called Straight Out of Vagina, <laughs> um, which may, is great, and, um... Yeah, and I'm not just saying this. I feel like I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with ever having to feel like I ever have to deal with, like, or make any polite excuses or compromise or not give my time. I'm done. And I hope this feeling stays because I'm done. And I think it will because I'll be looking at Trump's dumb fucking face yep. for a while unless he gets whatever this fraud. I mean, who who knows? He's going to be on trial for fraud in two weeks or something, so... Yeah. What happens with that? I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, what happens What happens with any... Like, uh, uh, so I remember I ran a magazine for 13 years called Punk Planet Magazine, and it um, was very low-budget um, music, politics, and culture magazine. And um, the 13-year span that we published was during both the 2000 and 2004 elections. And um, 2004 being the re-election of George W. Bush against um, John Kerry. And um, I remember the day after that election, um, we had a office in a warehouse in um, the Ravenswood neighborhood of Chicago. Um, and it was, it was a very cheap place to rent. And it had uh, very little heat and uh, zero air conditioning. Um, and it had these hard cement floors that, you know, we were a punk magazine. We did not mop the floor ever, I think, in the three or four years we were in that space. And the floors were gross. Um, and I remember we got to work. All of us came in the day after, which I could not do yesterday. But... um and and no, but none of us could get into chairs right like we were so tired and so kind of just shocked that we just sat on this disgusting floor and you know slowly but surely each one of us not all of us took even it by the end of that day to some some people it took longer began to realize like okay you know what we got to do the work and I think that, you know, one of the things that is really hard right now, and I think especially if you're listening, um, you can actually hear that Maureen is in a very different space than I am right now in terms of, like, she's ready to go. I'm I'm getting there slowly. I'm going to libraries and crying. Um, but uh, we'll be there. And mourning takes time, and getting over shock like this takes time. And it is... Um, 
something to remember is that the way you feel right now is actually okay. Um, yep. And that uh, you may not be ready to jump straight into the fray. You might be afraid to jump into the fray because it is frightening to jump into frays. It's also best usually not to jump directly in because these kinds of immediate after surges. Yeah. Like keep the keep this the the momentum, but it's not a super good time for making decisions. Yep. <laughs> so like momentum good if yeah. you have it. Uh just planning is what we're going to need and also but yes, if you if you are in a really bad place right now, and a lot of people are, a do not be afraid to um, ask for help. I've re- and one nice thing was it yesterday, like a, I just talked to a whole bunch of friends on the phone, and I never talked to people on the phone, and I was just yeah. talking to people on the phone, um, reconnecting with people, talking to people, um, say okay, if you're listening to this and say you are a trans person, you are not alone, like for sure. You know, like, you're just not. You're perfect just the way you are. And just if you are a person of color who's been affected of this, if you're of any any race, creed, religion, if, I'm so sorry. Do what you need to do. Anybody, do what you need to do right now. Um, the initial shock reactions, they do... Uh, they, do uh, they do pass, but the initial shocks are... They can produce some... They can be really jarring, and uh, do, you may need a couple days, weeks, just to get over the... But initial stages always fade, and they turn to, you know, initial stages, initial reactions level out. Yeah. So don't worry if you've sunk into something, or if 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 uh, if you have a spike in something. You know, those a lot of these things are, are chemical shock reactions, and, like, they, they do level. But if you need help... Even if you need to go to a doctor, talk about medic, you know anything like that. That's that's uh, that's a legitimate thing to do. Yeah, I mean, and you should do it. Um. Yeah, I I I often think, and I'm I'm. It's my birthday on Monday, Maureen. I'm going to be happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Woo. Um, I'm going to be 42 years old. Um. I started Punk Planet Magazine when I was 19. Um, I was doing um, clinic defense at abortion clinics in um, Wisconsin when I was 16. Might have been 15. Um, I was protesting wars at that time. I mean, I so uh, I don't need to establish bona fides or whatever, however you pronounce it. Um, but... This is a long horizon, right? And um, it is a marathon. It is not a sprint. If you need time to get moving, that is o- that is okay, right? We have four years of this fucker. And we all got to do the work, but we also got to sustain through it. You know, so, um, you know, it's 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 time to take care of yourself. It's time to talk to people and it's time to get. It's time to get to get thinking, if not moving. Um, and I, I truly believe that a lot of people that he is about to be immediately surrounded by believe that he is an idiot. And he, it's one thing to have to run a campaign and put on a show. And it's another thing entirely to have to try to run a government that is made up of so many people, the vast majority of whom oppose him. I believe that even within the Republican Party, the vast majority of them oppose him. I think it's not going to be make as much trouble for him as possible. Yep. Slow him down. And maybe some of that stuff he talked about, I, 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 I believe that some of that stuff he's not going to do. 
I believe he was putting on a show for some very bad people. I'm I'm looking for stuff at this point. Like I did a lot of this yesterday. Like, I mean, I think I think all of that is. Am I bargaining now? Am I in the? I bargaining think it stages? is a bit of the bargaining stage at this yeah, point. Okay. Uh, so my my feeling on that is, we take the motherfucker on his word, right? Mm. Um. He is an idiot. But guess yep. what? He turned out to not be wrong, right? Yeah, no, no, yeah, it's um, true. And I think that people have underestimated him throughout this campaign, myself mm-hmm. absolutely included. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, while I think that's correct, I think there are people that are trying to put themselves into positions so that they can potentially minimize some of the damage or 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 detour some of the efforts i think at this point we take him at his word which is why to me there is this <coughs> there is this movement of well we should you know he's he's the president now and we have to let him govern and we'll find ways that we can work no fuck like no you know no. like for two reasons one this is a man that assaults women at best, yep. right? This yep. is a man that threatened to and and promises to deport millions of incredible people. This is a man who has said that he doesn't want an entire religion coming into this country and you want to work with him and see how it goes? No, you know? Like no. that's reason 1. Reason 2, we should work with Trump. Yeah. Because the fucking GOP did that with Obama, right? Like, they immediately said, all right, our plan is to block him. Our plan is to make this ungovernable and unworkable, and he'll be out in four, right? And uh, they got as close as they could, and they got him out in eight, and then they had broken everything so completely that um, that this is where we land, right? And the idea is, oh, let's work with the guy, you know? I don't know. I'm not there. I'm not there. Maybe this is another stage of grief, but I am definitely not there. Oh, I'm. Tr- believe me, I was not saying let's work with the guy. No, no, no. I know. I'm not saying you. I'm. No, no. Yeah. I'm, oh, no, yeah. Just no. with all the the various people are like, oh, you know, we got to give him a chance. I'm like, fuck that. No, no, we don't. I I don't even think he's smart. I feel you know. You used to hear you used to hear stories about people that would get a filling that could pick up a radio signal, like for some reason their tooth could tune yeah, into yeah, the radio. Yeah. I feel like he's a tooth that could accidentally tune in the radio. Like, he's not smart, but he's got this dumb chip in his head where he can hear racists think. And um, it's like he, yeah, he's like a tooth that can get a shit radio station. And he's like, I would listen to this shit. I, it's like a tooth that can only hear Rush Limbaugh and, you know, whatever nightmare scenario radio station and he tuned in, and he's like, a lot of people are listening to this. Um, he's a good showman. That he is. He is a yeah. good showman. He's good at putting on a bad circus, and he put one on. But I think that the job is different now. And I think he's lazy. Yeah. And, um... I, I mean, he will absolutely leave a lot of the decision-making up to the people he puts in place, right? And and the people that he's talking about are idiots. Yeah, like, it is a clown be- circus right now. Because only dumb, desperate people would sign up with him right. because it was it was a, yeah, it was it was the worst show in town and only the dumbest people signed up. So, you know, you ended up with a brigade that included Rudy Giuliani and Chris Christie and, like, Mike Pence, who was on his way out, it's like anybody that was on their way out or was just completely nuts was like, sounds good to me. I'll I'll, I'll join. Um, I think my, one of my other silver lining possible scenarios was he will no longer find them useful and will just ditch, leave them at the side of the road. I mean, that, I think that's a guarantee at some point, right? Like That he's just going to ditch those dudes? This is a man who does nothing but use people and leave them tarnished on, you know, on the edge. But, um, 
But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do think they are all idiots, but I think they are all dangerous idiots. Right? Oh, they're dangerous, yeah. but they are definitely idiots. Yeah. All right. And idiots, I believe, can only get lucky so many times. That he's got a good run so far on that. Um, well, we we don't want to look, you guys. The most important thing is you're not alone, for sure. In fact, there are more of us. And you've got to take care of yourselves. Um, I highly recommend hanging out with dogs. Like, my dog, when I climbed into bed that night, she got in right next to me because she knew something was up. Yeah. And she stayed really close. Um, my, hang out with dogs. My dog, on the other hand, got a tapeworm. <laughs> <laughs> no, if anything, she was also, I think, responding to the situation. That's true. Um, she was stress eating dead things outside. Definitely reach out to other people. Talk to your friends. Um, you don't have to watch this. You know, it's not a requirement to watch this for a couple of days. There'll be time. There'll be plenty of time. So, like, you don't need to do that right now. Nope. If you don't want to do that, don't do it. Like, I haven't, I'll tell you what, I haven't been doing it for the last 36 hours, and it, I believe, has been a very good decision. Um, as to what we're going to do, we're still working that out. We both, um, we both have a little bit of life stuff we have to do in the very short term. Um, yeah. And for a couple weeks, yeah. we have a couple things. But we are probably not gone. Yeah. I, that is my gut, uh, is that as well. Um, because there is going to be a lot of coping that is going to need to happen. Um, I, think the, I think the bigger challenge, and I guess it's important to note, as if now that we're almost 50 minutes into this podcast, we did not plan anything. We have no notes, et cetera. And what are the thing that we did not plan is what we are saying is coming next. Um, I think to me, the only hesitation I have is um, that production of something like this does take time and finding the time uh, in my life is, uh, mm -hmm. is a thing that I need to do. But um, I tend to find time for things that are important. And I do feel like... I do feel like the outcome of this election just made production of this type of thing quite important again. Um, so, like I said, all I know how to do is build. It's really all I know. I'm really dumb. I know how to Google search shit and then make it. Make it. Uh, and so, like, I know I'm building. That's the thing I'm doing for the next four years is building like a motherfucker. So, well, this is already half built. Yep, we, uh, yeah, like, I, I, I have some very big stuff I have to, you know, stuff I absolutely have to do in the next couple weeks, um, but we're probably going to regroup in a couple, well, well, Dan and I will be talking, Yep. and I have, a, I have a new book series coming out next year, I have a bunch of stuff that is going to have me on the road a lot, but, you know, microphones aren't big. It's true. <laughs> They're not huge. It's true. People record podcasts from, oh, <laughs> sorry, that's. It's my parents, my, my, my parents calling, so. Um. Well, you should get that call. Uh, <laughs> I, I am looking at our timer, and we were wrapping on 50 minutes right now. Oh, uh, boy. Well, So for the three people that finished, <laughs> thank you for yeah, sticking hi, with. Thanks, high thanks five. guys. Uh, we are there. We are right there with you. In Treat yourselves right. Yeah. Eat pie and be, be, be there. Right, like we'll be and we'll, we'll be, be in here. touch. Yep, we'll be on Twitter at says who podcast and at Dan Sinker and at Maureen Johnson. And I'm still in a closet in New York. I'm still in my basement in not Chicago. Well, it's Chicago enough. It is, and um, and yeah, we will uh, we will see you soon. We will, and you guys, it's not. Take care. It's not. We're gonna do this. Indeed, we're gonna. Okay. We're gonna do it. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to play the our entire intro song uh, after this. So I'm going to say, "Says who?" 
Tattoo.